And to start today with legal news, this isn't going to be happening for a little while, but we've got a date now. The state Supreme Court has set February 22nd as the date for the next round of oral arguments in the ongoing Leandro case over North Carolina's constitutional obligation to provide every child with access to a sound basic education. For the last 25 plus years, courts have consistently ruled that the state is failing to meet that obligation. Last year, a judge approved a $785 million plan to do so, but Republican lawmakers want the court to rule that only the legislature has the authority to actually allocate funds. Hearing on that February 22nd. Now to Pittsburgh, where Chatham County commissioners recently received a needs assessment report from the Chatham County Partnership for Children. That report found one of the county's major needs is for safe child care options, particularly for families of color. Here's County Commissioner Karen Howard on that. When you are at my age, you can forget how difficult it is to Find appropriate placement for your children um, and to feel comfortable enough to leave them there. And so hearing some of the challenges that families of of color, um, Hispanic families, black families felt in just feeling safe to leave their children really hit me. Uh, And it made me realize we we need to be creating and, and offering opportunities for early childhood experiences that reflect the communities that they're in. Um, And And so it's not just enough to be investing in sort of these big child care centers in the the urban and more populated areas where they're desperately needed, but also to be thinking about the rural um, parts of the county, the communities where people are not English speaking um, and might want bilingual providers in their spaces, and some places where the kids can see people that look like them and how important that is for the families. But just the overwhelming challenge of finding adequate, appropriate, safe child care in in and around Chatham. And it's not unique to Chatham, but we are struggling with it now and we're going to be struggling with it more. It's important that we're doing this work, that we're understanding, we're grappling with the components of the problem and hopefully developing a plan to begin to address this ahead of the growth that we're facing. That's Chatham County Commissioner Karen Howard there. You can listen back to the full conversation in the News on the Hill section of our website, chapelboro.com. Now we head to Hillsboro, where in 2021, the town dedicated the Dorothy N. Johnson Community Center in the Fairview neighborhood, turning a former police substation into an asset for the historically black community northwest of downtown. Now a group of high schoolers is using the space for an internship program that's meant to encourage civic engagement, as 97 on the Hills Brighton McConnell reports. The Fairview Youth in Action program had a truly grassroots beginning years ago as a group of teenagers living in the neighborhood decided to organize a litter pickup along the roadsides. Edith DeJesus Sanchez was in that group and says the teenagers quickly realized that low visibility of old road signs and no road lines painted on Rainy Avenue made it a dangerous task. So that was really fun to do, but then we realized that there was a lot of obstacles where it wasn't really safe to do it. Because just being with a youth, um, we were like 15, 16, I believe. From there, the group continued to look for ways to make a difference in the Fairview community, which attracted other local stakeholders. The Fairview Community Watch, which is a longtime local organization, teamed up with the Orange County Habitat for Humanity and the Food Fitness Opportunity Research Collaborative, or FORC, at UNC in 2019. They established the program to formally help the young adults in the Fairview community. DeJesus Sanchez graduated from the early iterations of that program and now helps lead the internship as one of its coordinators. 
So yeah, thanks to all the things that the interns have been doing and the things that have been going on with uh, the community center, they're really eager to say, how can we do change? How can we do it even in front of our yards or anything like that? So it's becoming like really fun to be here. <laughs> the Fairview Youth in Action program has now blossomed into a 10-week paid internship open to high school age students living or connected to the Fairview community. Every cohort gets to dictate which of the ongoing challenges they would like to learn more about and try to address. Kevin Gill is one of the program coordinators. Each summer they really take an issue that they're passionate about and from there they roll with it and they meet with you know, policymakers, city planners, researchers to learn more about the issue. And at the end of the event, the interns get to share what they've learned and advocate for the changes they want to see at a culminating event called Walk Fair Every Day. Judith Alvarado is the other program coordinator through UNC Fork, but is also a Fairview resident, having lived there since 2014. Alvarado says the internship regularly results in not just the youth becoming more engaged in the neighborhood's well-being, but their parents begin to participate more too. Here we're very passionate about, you know, knowing that the community knows really where the issues are, where the problems and obstacles are. And once we start working from there, I think it's natural to see them taking ownership, them taking the leadership. While the Dorothy Johnson Community Center has been under the control of the Fairview Community Watch for several years, the internship program has now turned its focus to making the facility a hub for community activity. DeJesus Sanchez says the building is an upgrade over when she and her friends would organize meetings in their cars during sweltering and freezing days. While she says she's particularly proud of her team's work to improve the road conditions during that time, she also points to the internship's latest additions to the community center as highlights of her advocacy. Three new pawpaw trees planted on Arbor Day to provide more shade. That was really exciting because that's like the kickoff for all the exterior improvements we're going to do. And so it's really exciting because the interns, we did a whole landscape proposal plan that we're going to, um, that they were really passionate about. DeJesus Sanchez and the program have visions for the inside of the building, too. Past interns helped choose new, bright paint colors for the inside, and the coordinators mapped out what they want to see in nearly every room. Classrooms for studying or tutoring, an art room, and even an exercise area. Alvarado says she hopes the intern cohorts, as well as Fairview residents, continue to utilize and mobilize the neighborhood in ways that would make past leaders, like Dorothy Johnson, the center's namesake, proud. In her mind, that starts with continuing to broaden the community center's reach. And I think that's just something that we as community members would like to see for our younger generations. And so I, I would envision this as a center where there's more programming for elders, for young adults, for children to come together and enjoy being part of this great neighborhood. The organizers of the Fairview Youth in Action program already have plans for more improvements to the center built around Creek Week in March, which is also around when applications for the internships will be open for the summer of 2024. For 97.9 The Hill, I'm Brighton McConnell. The time is 6.15. 
It's time now for sports, brought to you this hour by New Hope Church. We are focusing on sad news, unfortunately, this week in the sports world. The UNC basketball community still mourning the loss of Tar Heel legend Eric Montross, who passed away Sunday at the age of just 52. Over the week, we've heard from a lot of folks sharing their favorite Eric Montross stories and memories. That includes, among many, many others, UNC women's basketball coach Courtney Banghart. Earlier this week, she told the story of how her relationship with Montross began before she even got the job in Chapel. He was the first person I met on campus when I got uh, uh, my interview. I was in the parking lot and Bubba said, hey, Eric, I want you to meet somebody. And, um, you know, of course, when I saw him, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's Eric Montross. You know, he looks exactly the same. And I was a, a big Celtics fan, as you know. And from that minute forward, he just he just made me feel like a friend, you know. And I remember he texted me after our first big ranked win. And he said, I love your team, Courtney. And I still have the text, you know. And it's just the thing about Eric is he made everybody feel like their friend, you know. And I remember how my players, myself, we had a moment when I told them and we all sort of teared up. And that guy had that influence on us. It means something thing because it's a competitive world that we're in and he reminds you that don't let it change who you are you know and so you know he just reminds us all to be a little bit a little bit more seeing the big picture that is the kindness and impact that you leave on others. That's Courtney Banghart speaking there. Only one game in action last night, a 2-1 to shootout loss for the Carolina Hurricanes at Pittsburgh. Third loss in the last four games for Carolina, but all three of those losses have come in overtime. You pick up a point for that, so the Canes have picked up at least a point in each of their last six games. Canes are back home tomorrow night hosting the Islanders at 7.30 in PNC Arena.